This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 215 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and this week I'm joined by Chris. How are you doing? Hello, very well, thank you. Good, good. And I'm also joined by Charlie. Are we well? Hello, yeah, I'm all good. Thanks yourself. I am living the dream, mate. It's uh, it's the end of the season. We finished 11th in the table. Um, obviously, you know, Gaz has done his his bits on his dog walks and he sat in front of his computer and talked about the retained list and everything. But we're going to put a, a regular, I suppose, podcast out. Uh, this is the end of season job. Um, so we will uh, we'll kind of... You know, we might as well get relatively straight into it because I, I suspect this may be a slightly extended one, as we have Chris and Charlie on the podcast. So. Hiya! No comment. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think in general, like thoughts on the season, how we've done this year, how we've we've seen the team progress, because it's 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 a very different Lincoln City from. The, the the team that started out the you know um, back in uh, August last year. So, um, Charlie, I'll come to you first, mate. I mean, how you know what are your thoughts on on how the season's gone? Are, are you happy? Are you annoyed? Are you grumpy? Are you delighted? You know, where where does it sit? I just can't stop smiling at it when I look at that league table. <laughs> <laughs> it's every single stat that doesn't focus on attacking output we are all near the top of um mm. and i'm just really really happy with that our goal difference being zero um you know being in 11th place we'd have all we'd have all taken this at the start of the season would have definitely taken this after what cambridge at home mm-hmm. so I, i'm just really, i'm just really happy yeah. i don't think there's much else we could have done yeah i mean absolutely it's it's just uh I well, yeah, like you say, every every stat has kind of been defensively. It's been mm. it's been up there. Um, the goal difference. If you want to be a mid-table side, I don't think anything says mid-table outside of the league position. Obviously, other than a zero goal difference, it's like we've conceded as many as we've scored. You're gonna be around the middle. 
and we finished eleventh. It's, it's uh, you know, I think it's personally a fantastic achievement. I mean, Chris, what what are your what are your thoughts and and opinions on things? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Really, just delighted with it. I think if we all kind of cast our minds back to the start of the season or even pre-season, there was so much uncertainty, wasn't there? And I think the majority of people were thinking, if we stay up, it's that's fine, and if we can improve on last season's league position, that's a real positive step, and we've. We've massively surpassed that, really. Um, and not only do I think we've surpassed it, I think we're in a really good position to really kick on again next season. So, yeah, just absolutely delighted at how the season has gone. Um, definitely better than I imagined it going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think my thoughts going into it, we were all a little bit apprehensive. Um, going with a complete unknown in terms of, you know, full-time professional management, um, or first team coaching, should I say, with, when it comes to Mark. Um, it was a real, I think it was a real gamble, if I'm brutally honest, looking back on it, um, for, for Clive and the board to take that decision um, and, and bring in Mark Kennedy. But it's one that's paid off massively. And I think the fact that, you know, a lot of people at the start of the season were sort of saying, oh, I trust Clive implicitly with with the decisions. I think the way that it's come about that faith and that trust has kind of been repaid again um, with the season that we've had and, and you know, how Mark's managed to, to do it. And let's not forget, it's it's been a season that's had a little bit of turmoil in it as well. I mean, we, you know, we recruited Ross Burberry and he left. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Mike Garrity in and he left. So it's not like we've had the full consistency throughout the season. And you can see that in the results. You can see that where, you know, where Mike left, I think there was a, a bit of a lull um, probably where maybe he was not instrumental because obviously he's not the head coach, but I think there was something there that maybe he had a bit of a say in some of the um, some of the decisions that were being made, and I think possibly maybe not Mark's confidence a little bit, perhaps. Um, and then you know getting Danny Butterfield in and, and him coming in and essentially. Obviously, having worked with Mark before, it was a, a good little bonus for him to have that. So, yeah, I think it's been um, a season beyond anyone's expectations, really. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted that we are now finishing top half of League One. And there are some people that are disappointed. It, it shows how far we've come, really, this season. Uh, if, if not over the course of a few seasons, it just shows how far we've come that people are now maybe getting frustrated and go, oh, we could do better than that. So well, look well, at where the, we are. The amount of points, certainly home points that we left on the pitch, the number of home draws that we've had, you know, we weren't, it felt last season that we lost one at home every single week. Yep. And, uh, and it felt this season that we drew one all at home every single week. So, yeah. you know, obviously <laughs> it's, it's mad. That's massive. That's progress, isn't it? Um, yeah. So but, next season we're winning you know, one nil at home every, exactly, every week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I suppose the point I'm making is, um, we're a year away from where we were, obviously, at the end of last season. And and all what we all said last season is we need to improve the home record. We need to we need to stop getting getting beaten, and we have. Mm. And I think this this team can get better and better, to be yeah. honest. And we're not a million miles away from turning those draws into wins. And to be disappointed at being the better team in a game, but not quite getting over the line for the full three points, is a hell of a lot of a better feeling than being absolutely furious or actually as it as it became last season 
not even that annoyed or disappointed. It was just expected. Oh, yeah, they scored a late goal. We lost one nil. Yeah, that's just what Lincoln City do. So to just yeah. change that mentality around the whole club, I think is is really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, right. So obviously we did end the season with a win, which is exactly how everybody wants to end the season. Um, we're not gonna. We're not really going to go into depth on Shrewsbury because, you know, let's face it, there isn't a lot of point. It was a complete dead rubber from everyone's perspective. But it was really nice to to get a win at the end. And um, I think, if anything, the only thing to probably bring away from it is that Matty Virtue would probably have preferred his earlier shot to go in than the goal that he actually <laughs> scored. Because, um, you know, yeah, it was it was a, a, a gulf in quality between the two efforts, but it was uh, you know it was really good to, to come away with three points to finish. Um, but we're going to run through a few topics now um, and look at our best and worst things, and then um, a couple of other couple of other topics as well. Um, so we will start with our best match. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a match that we were at. I know Charlie was. I think you made all of the matches this season, Charlie. I did, yeah. Yep. So yeah, let's just take a moment to say that is ridiculously good, mate. By the way, fair play is, and yeah. well done. I I think we'd all love the opportunity. It's not to be that able to good do when that. you travel in that far to for a loss, but it is. It is <laughs> no, quite but, good but, when, uh, when it's a rite of passage, isn't it? It's a rite of passage. Yes. You you are the 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 most proper of proper football fans. Uh, Absolutely, it's a, yeah. it's a great season to do it. Definitely. Yep. I believe uh, Jake also managed it this season as well. So oh, fair uh, play, yeah, well done. Fair play well to Jake as well. As well. Absolutely superb. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll start with Charlie then, because obviously you've got the full suite to choose from, mate. Which which is your favourite game of the season or your best game of the season? Right. You see, this one, this one is a hard one. Um, Plymouth away, mm-hmm. as I, I did it last season when we won 2-1. I did it this season when we won 2-0. It's getting a win down there vindicates the decision to go and yeah. people calling you stupid for doing it <laughs> um, it were this just an incredible game this season great atmosphere you know all all of the buzzwords because it just was it was it had everything everything that you wanted a really really nice atmosphere pre-match as well with Plymouth fans a great bunch um so that one definitely up there I think Ipswich is all Ipswich away was also mm-hmm. incredible um great you know great result and just to hold on to that one nil win when they were at us for 90 minutes so yeah. it's probably one of those two but i think i'd probably go go plymouth yeah um uh, yeah great shout chris what about uh what about your favorite match um it was ipswich away <laughs> to be honest uh, and the reason for me was it was uh, the first game that we'd really been backed against the wall and got something out of it. We mm. got three points out of it. Um, yeah. It'd been that kind of quite open, free-flowing, kind of anything can happen, basketball-style matches primarily um, up until that point. And that was the first time that Mark had kind of gone, we need to do something about this. We need we need to be tighter at the back. And we. Yeah. it was the first match that we really started to put those foundations in place. Now, of course, that then led to... A reasonable run of, of, of being unbeaten um maybe not the most exciting football to watch but then of course towards the end later in the season we've had those good wins on the foundation of that that solid defense and i think for me it was the first time that we that we really saw that um it was the first time that we 
played that exact shape. It was the first time that we had really been under the cosh in a game and, and got three points out of it. It was weird because um, even though they had 30-odd shots and they, had, they only really had one golden opportunity, mm. um, so all the statistics would say that they battered us, and of course they, they kind of did. Um, but I never watching it, I never felt massively under threat. I always felt we was reasonably in control, of, even though they had the ball. Um, and it was the first time all season that I really felt that to be honest. And it was, yeah, looking back, it was, for me, it's the first game of the the kind of new and improved Lincoln City. Because Mark Kennedy said throughout this, uh, certainly towards the end of the season, how much he's learned. Mm. It's his first mm. season in, in management. He's learned so much, you know, which he says, we all want to play, you know, expansive and, and perfect football, but it's League One and you can't always do that and win. Um, you have to be a little bit more pragmatic at times. And uh, yeah, I just think that's the first time that we really, I thought, yeah, credit to you, Mark. You've, you've seen something needs changing. You've changed it and it's worked and yeah i think he's, he's done that numerous times this season to be honest but yeah for me that was that was a, a turning point in the season really so that's why it was probably my biggest moment definitely yeah i think um my my choices for this i, I, I kind of figured that those two games would feature <laughs> pretty heavily in the uh in in the discussion so um, I've got Plymouth and Ipswich for much the same reasons. I mean, Plymouth, I thought it was just the perfect performance, the perfect team performance that showed how far we've managed to come. And we managed, you know, we, we, the fact that we were able to go there, take three points, two goals, really impressive stuff. And uh, I mean, Shadipo's goal was, it was probably nailed on for goal of the season until last did his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also for the same reason, Ipswich. It was it was that first time that you saw that almost that like glimmer where you, you kind of had that. You had the trepidation. You had the the moments previous where you know the, the Bristol Rovers six three away and the crazy attacking football, like you say, almost like basketball games. And then all of a sudden you had the Ipswich game where I think I might have been watching a different game to you, Chris, because I was. Absolutely shitting myself <laughs> watching that game. I was on the edge of my seat, biting my nails. I was like, "Oh, we've we've got to get. We've got." They to did only it. have about five shots on target, though, didn't they? Four the yeah, thirty four. shots. I think so, it was, I think yeah. it was four. Was, was it four? Know. I knew it was four or five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they from a possession point of view and from everything else, they absolutely battered us oh, on yeah. the day. But coming away from that with a victory was was so sweet, and the fact that it's you know. Two victories away at the two teams that have gone up to the championship automatically is fantastic. Um, but the other one that I've gone for is Derby at home uh, for the sole reason that I've got a friend who's a Derby fan and we beat them and it was beautiful. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And he also went to uh, he went to university in Lincoln. So that was always a, a bit of a conflict of interest for him. So, Just, just um, a thought, actually, now that we're talking about Plymouth a lot, a little honourable mention to the Plymouth home match for yeah. probably the best game of football I have seen Lincoln play in a long time. That was just, that one It was a, a really evenly into. matched, it was a, high quality a game. game of football. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so cool. Right. Another positive one. We're going to come on to the best moment. Um, could be footballing related. It could be anything else. But uh, Chris, I'll start with you. You're the best moment of the season for you. I have to admit, I thought when we were talking about this earlier, the best match and the best moment were the same thing. Uh, so I haven't actually given this much thought. Um, what's coming straight to mind is MK Dons and Forest Green getting relegated. You'll get a lot of hate on um, Twitter if you say stuff like that about Forest Green. 
Oh, well. Well, they don't know everything, then, do they? They don't know the whole story. They weren't there in the National League and they don't know the ins and outs. Um, anyway, um, I think mathematically wasn't the point away at Sheffield Wednesday the one that actually kept us up in the end. So I suppose yeah. the biggest moment in terms of the longevity of the club and building for the future is probably that, isn't yeah. it? So on, that was literally just off the cuff. Um, I hadn't planned for well, that, that one. That's, that's kind of it. Like You want the moment that stands out to you, don't you? you know, that's kind of For me, that's the moment we go, oh, that was the best, one of the best moments of the season. Yeah, I kind of came away from that thinking we're safe now. I'll be honest, I thought I felt like we were safe before that. We, didn't, yeah. we weren't actually mathematically safe at the time. Um, but I think the way that we were it, playing, it was almost everything. like when we, yeah, when we when we won away at MK Dons in League Two, we knew mm. we'd won the league. Then, even though we hadn't mathematically won the league, we, we all knew we had. Mm. Yeah. Um. So it kind of felt a little bit like that at, at Sheffield Wednesday, and it was obviously um uh, a positive result on the back of a couple of disappointments as well. So, yeah, yeah. I suppose I suppose that's the one I'm going to go for. Fair enough. And uh, I'll come to Charlie. Ah. <sighs> I was a little bit like Chris, and I thought they were going to be the same thing, but <laughs> fine, you've thrown a curveball. Um, one that very much comes to mind was actually Ipswich away. Um, I, a little bit a little bit of layers to it, I um, had, I was up all night the night before, I was up in Scotland and flew down for the game, um, ended up flying from Edinburgh to Birmingham, trained down into London, trained across London, trained back up to Ipswich. Stupidly long journey on no sleep. 4am at the airport, whatever. And I just put it on Twitter, just not, you know, not, not expecting anything or wanting anything, just put it out there for the three people that follow me or whatever. <laughs> and um, the club had obviously ended up seeing it. And then Kennedy came out at his post-match press conference and said he'd use that, use sort of my journey as a thing in the dressing room to try and motivate the lads. Oh, I didn't realise that was you. Yeah, yeah. So... Okay. That was sort of a quite a sort of surreal thing when yeah. I then kind of got a message from from him after the a sort of a thing on Twitter after the game, sort of saying thank you and stuff like that. So that was quite surreal. Um, I didn't stop smiling for the rest of that night. You know, <laughs> it, it gave me another burst of adrenaline on the no sleep. Um, <laughs> but I think in terms of like a one moment, probably Southampton away when that goal went in. Mm. Um, I I felt. I'd been ill for like a week, felt absolutely awful. And I just felt awful all the way traveling down there. I'm, I'm struggling to like stand up in the stand. I'm just feeling dreadful. And that goal goes in and you just forget it all. And yeah. you just, oh, it, it was, yeah, <laughs> it was special, <laughs> that one. That was really special. Cool. Um, I mean, mine, uh, the, the, I've got two sort of footballing ones that instantly spring to mind. Um, the first one was Ben House's goal away at Forest Green. Um, it was just the way that he took the goal, uh, took the finish on, and the technique behind it was just brilliant. And I was with um, a friend of Rachel's and uh, her kids, and it was their first kind of away game um, as a you know as honorary Lincoln fans. They've been to Central Bank before, um, but yeah, I think uh, I might have scared the youngest. Um, with the reaction <laughs> to the goal, he, he sort of immediately hands over the ears and kind of he enjoyed it. So yeah, it was that that sort of yeah moment. He did. maybe not so much. Um, the second one is obviously Lassie's goal um, away at Wickham. We were we were on our way over to Birmingham at the time, and um, we we bought the game and, and used a, a VPN app to to watch it on a phone and. I had to rewind it several times because I just couldn't believe what I'd just seen. 
and I remember just picking up because we, we had it on one phone and I just remember picking my phone up and immediately sending a message to the group just going Lass has just scored from his own fucking half what is going on I Gary and I were at a gig at that point in that yeah. day so we, didn't, we weren't watching the game and I, I I saw that in the middle of whatever whoever what action player was like Gary Lass just scored from the halfway line and he just and his, his response was fuck off I just didn't believe me at all. Uh, Quite disrespectful to say it was the halfway line yeah. as well. Yeah, and then yeah, that that I wouldn't say it made the day. The day was good anyway, but it really added to it because yeah. you know we, I think both we all hate missing games and missing watching games. We always watch when we can, um, yeah. and you know we we're doing something nice. I'm not going to say it was a, it was a chore. We was doing something enjoyable, but it certainly added to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, and and then away from football, obviously the, the highlight for me uh, of the season was uh, was the Stacey West Live podcast uh, with Mark and Danny and Pordy um, and Liam as well. I've got Liam was there, um, but yeah, just uh, a a really good night that was spoiled slightly for me by uh, some technical issues that I let overshadow things at the time. Um, but coming away from it, like looking back on it, just. An incredible night, and thank you to everybody that came along for that because it was uh, it was pretty special. So, I um, now I've had time to think. Yeah, can I pick one, please? Go on. <laughs> a moment. It's an off, <laughs> off the field one. It's a nice one. And it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna seem a little bit arslicky, really. But just join, just joining the podcast. Genuinely, um, it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved every second of it. Now you're making me look bad for not saying it. (laughs) (laughs) Anything I can do to keep the hierarchy in place. (laughs) But no, seriously, it's been a pleasure and I look forward to hopefully, hopefully many, many more seasons. Um, But all this talk of positive and nice things, there has been some low points, I suppose, over the season, hasn't there? So Yeah, um, so we're going to come on to the worst match. And I mean, I'll start with mine because I think... Some people probably say the home leg of this, but for me, Cambridge away was just an awful, awful match to watch. Um, I was actually down at the uh, down at the in-laws when that game was happening, and again, we we had the game, um, and I, I, for the first time in absolutely ages, I I just stopped watching. I was having I was a, having a really tough time. Uh, from a personal perspective, it was just a, a really horrible period um, of the year for me, and I just didn't—I I just couldn't watch it anymore. I just thought this is awful, um, and it, it just felt so, so hard to kind of go through it as a—it just felt like a slog. Like there wasn't any real impetus in the game. It just felt awful. Um, so that's that's mine. Um, was was Cambridge away? It was just a really difficult watch. Um, Chris, what about uh, what about yours? Oh, that's a that's a good shout. Mine was be Burton away, um, Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. It was just so uncharacteristic for us. Everything, like I said, the Ipswich seemed like a a new start throughout the season. Really, it's um, to kind of build that foundation, and it almost was as if that foundation just disappeared that day. We just simply just didn't turn up, and you know we've been on a half decent run before. That was really kind of really kind of optimistic going into the game. Well, I was anyway, and, and there's always there's always doubt, but I was like, yeah, this, this is going to be a you know, real positive win. And um, I don't know why I was quite so po- so so positive because our record <laughs> today isn't very good recently. Um, and, and yeah, it was just really disappointing to be 2-0 down so early on. And then just, we just, 
I, I kept it on, but I stopped paying attention. And that's what like yeah. me, because I, you know, I, I, I enjoy watching the game. Even nil-nils I generally find reasonably interesting because I'm a nerd. You've got your flip chart and your map yeah. of the pitch and everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And... Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like, it just lost all interest, really, because yeah. um, we, we don't score many goals. Certainly didn't at that, at that time in the season. So as soon as they were 2-0 up early doors, we, it, was, it was game over. Yeah. Um, so it was that build-up and, you know, um, Christmas Day is always nice, but it's, I'll be honest, Christmas Day is almost just like Christmas Eve because football's the next day. Yeah. Um, football, <laughs> you know, box, Boxing Day away games or home games uh, for me are, are like Christmas Day. And um, yeah, it was just like, all oh, right, that's it then. 10, 15 minutes in, game over. Oh, yeah. Back to back to trying to please the family now. <laughs> <laughs> With a face like thunder. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love my family very much if they're listening. <laughs> and I'm sure they love you. Charlie, your, your worst match. Well, I was going to go for the same as Chris, um, okay. because going away to Burton meant that I couldn't see certain family members who were, who were over for Christmas and were just visiting on Boxing Day. Um, so, you know, missing that to then go to that game was, in mm. hindsight, stupid. Um, but if I picked a slightly different one, a little bit sort of to myself, because I said it was one of my best moments, actually Southampton away. Because I felt we were cheated. Mm. You know, Jared Gillett, who was the man in the middle of that game, obviously didn't have the greatest game, didn't have VAR 12 game, all of that. And when you when you go away to a Premier League side as a League One side and lose, you don't care. It doesn't matter. It's still a great day out. That one hurt. Yeah. Because I knew we, we very much shoulda, coulda, woulda won that game. Yeah. So that one... That one definitely hurt because, especially considering how well we played as well. Yeah, it wasn't like we'd have fluked to win if we'd have got it. Yeah, we'd we fully deserved. deserved. We fully deserved. Yeah. the uh, say three points then the uh, mm. the passage into the next round, of course. Especially considering they then had Man City, Man City. at home, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, it <laughs> that one was frustrating. Yeah, um, I mean, an honourable mention um, has to go to the Chippenham game. Um, mm. You know, it was uh, it, this actually comes on to my worst moments because um, I can immediately pinpoint one moment of the season where I just thought this this is getting slightly out of hand. Um, it was after the Chippenham game. Um, I we sort of hung around a little bit and um, and just let the you know just let everybody filter out the stadium. And I think we were among the last like ten or so that were there. And I just think the the immediate reaction. Of uh, of some of the fans in the ground, um, it, it was it was borderline disgusting to watch. It um, was borderline. Let's be honest. It, it well, no, some of it, some it? of it was outright. Yeah. Um, you know, there was there was the you know everybody was disappointed. There's, there's no there's no way you could have been at that game and just gone. Oh, that's fine. You know, everyone was gutted. You know, we we were angry. We were upset, but some of the abuse that was being thrown from people who were stood very near me to the players and particularly to Mark Kennedy, because obviously remember this was at a point where we'd had a few iffy performances and we'd, you know, not exactly been the best. Um, but, you know, to go there and I think there was some, um, 
what's I don't want to use the word racist because it's it's not quite xenophobic. That's the word I'm looking for. There was some pretty nasty stuff being hurled at Mark Kennedy. Mm. Um and it wasn't you know, it wasn't from a distance. This was at the point that he'd come over to the fans, you know, he'd, he'd come over and he'd applauded us. I think he was around the six yard box and there was a bloke in front of me just going, Get out of our club, you stupid bastard and all this. I was like seriously like what is going on i am I'm, I'm absolutely devastated that we're at the fa cup but for to turn around and chuck that at the guy that's trying to put the club in the right direction like it's a bad result we've been on the other side of this you know do you think when we beat brighton that their fans were standing there and, and hurling that at uh, you know at other people it's just yeah that that was really disappointing to me um and that stands out as my uh as, as my worst moment for sure I think that is uh, uh, probably wins out of the three of us isn't it in terms of it yeah. in terms of that because the result itself was disappointing but it was one of those things wasn't it it, was, it happened yeah. like you say we've on the other side of that the uh, some of the reaction from it like you say we, we all we're all emotional about football but it's when that emotion um, goes a little bit too far I think yeah. it's, 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 it's really disappointing we actually weren't even on a bad run at that point. Not really. Obviously, we'd no. lost to, what, Port Vale the week before to end off our October. But before that, mm-hmm. our October had been fantastic with the likes of Ipswich, Chef Wednesday at home. You know, so it just, it seemed so unnecessary. Obviously, saying stuff like that's unnecessary anyway. But mm. it still seemed un like over-the-top unnecessary to even be having a massive go at the manager in that situation anyway. The, those things... Yeah, all right. You don't want them to happen. We're all annoyed. Still, yeah. no need at all, was there? Absolutely. So, is there any other particular moments that stand out for for you guys? In, in you know, especially in terms, I'm, of, I'm, in terms I'm aware... of moments rather than results. Um, there, there was one for me, which which kind of links into that really, because it was it was the same match. It was the moment that the result came through, because um, <laughs> Gary and I were in um, in Germany that weekend, and oh, of course, yeah, I uh, mm. I'd made the bold decision to. Probably the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Kind of overconfidence, really. I suppose yeah. um, just fully expected us to win the game, um, and for to miss that one doesn't matter. There'll be another. There'll be the next round that we'll go and play in. So we made the decision. We both we both made the decision to go and you know have a weekend away, watch some German football, which was great. Um, I have to admit it was a fantastic weekend, but um, there was a very particular moment because. Um, it was one, obviously it was one nil and my watch buzzed and I immediately thought we'd scored. It said goal. I was like, oh, Lincoln City. I was like, oh, cool. Perfect. And then, um, and it was, it was nil nil at the time. Sorry. Cause they scored, what they scored what 70 up minutes in, didn't they? Yeah. It was quite late. Yeah. That was yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we was, we'd just been to the game. We was on the train back. We just in the, just in the, in the hotel room getting changed. And, um, my watch went, saw goal, and again, my naivety just, oh, yeah, finally, we've scored, we've got the breakthrough, everything's okay, I don't have to feel guilty for not seeing it anymore. <laughs> and then, obviously, about it was about a minute or so later, I realised, like, oh, no, I've made a terrible mistake here. <laughs> and, um, yeah, obviously, we all know what happened after that. And um, we, had, we, had, we had a great night. Um, so we, had, we, had, we had a great day, sorry, but that did take a little bit away from that evening, mm-hmm. I have to admit. And that moment where I thought, yeah, we're okay, we've got away with it, to genuine guilt of i shouldn't be here really we should have gone there i should have gone there had a great weekend but should you know we should be here when lincoln you know have got a, an away game which isn't a you know an interesting fa cup game um 
so yeah, just on a personal level, that was that was mine really. It made me feel like I wasn't being a proper fan um, <laughs> by by kind of avoiding that moment. I'm surprised your worst moment was around half past two in the morning after the Morecambe game, Chris. But <laughs> I thought we weren't going to bring that up again. <laughs> I wasn't part of that discussion. That's the last time I'm going to bring it up. Um, it's all so... good. I've had some sleep since then, Ben. Might be I'm the last time you'll now. bring it up, Ben. But... <laughs> no, I'm all good. The rest I'm, of us. I'm well rested and it's all fine. Go on then, Charlie. Have you got any others that you want to... Um... To be honest, no, because all of them, whatever they may have been at the time, all just pale into insignificance now, considering we've finished the season on such a high. Yeah. So, honestly, I can't. There's not one that springs out at me at the minute and just thinks, you know, we, we've we've ruined something or anything like that. Yeah. No, that's great. That that that's that's the attitude we all need to have. <laughs> Focus at the end. Everything's good. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good stuff. So, um, we will now come on to our unsung heroes. Because um, we've uh, it was a good good, uh, good shout from Chris um, on this one as a, as a topic. Um, I think, yeah, there, there's a few in and around the, uh, the, the you know the playing staff and, and the rest of the club. So, uh, Charlie, I'll, I'll start with you on that one. I'm going to... I do believe that Gary put it on Twitter when he did his unsung hero uh, a few weeks back. And it's it's a little bit of a cop-out because it isn't a player because I think all of our players this season that have done well have been given the right praise, I, personally. So I am just going with the whole backroom staff, the recruitment team especially. You know, we've, there's... You can count on one hand the number of failed transfers we've had this season. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're being really harsh, obviously the first one immediately springs to mind. Um, he who shall not be named, Mr. Diamond. Um, and obviously, he who but... shall not be named, I immediately <laughs> exactly. Um, Luke Clange obviously has gotten a lot of stick. He just doesn't work for us, so I can call him. Mainly a... from me. Yeah. <laughs> you really are horrible, Chris. Um, so Luke Flange, Oakley Booth. Outside of them three, unless I am missing somebody stupidly obvious, I'm struggling to see a major failed transfer. Hmm. So I, I just think we're doing everything right off the pitch. Um, the whole the whole team behind the scenes are doing such good work. So I think it's right that they get the praise yeah no i i, I can't disagree um i think the 
the, the phrase that I've used quite a few times with people when they've been, you know, questioning things is like, well, overall, I think we're doing more right than we are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's coming through on the pitch as well now. But I think, you know, off the field for the past few years, at least now, we've been, you know, they've got things wrong, but they've admitted when they have. Um, I think the, the biggest example of that for me comes from uh, two or three years ago now where they, they they introduced that early season ticket renewal period and they did it very quickly without much notice, which kind of put a lot yep. of fans on the, you know, on the back foot. Um, and I think they were very quick to acknowledge the following, you know, next time out or the next fans forum that they had. They, they basically said, look, okay, we got that wrong with the messaging. Mm-hmm. Going forward, we'll be better with it. And to their credit, I think they have been. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in full agreement with that. Uh, Chris, what about uh, what about yourself? I, I agree with Charlie about the recruitment team. Um, I think it's very easy to point fingers when things don't go well. Um, so I think it's also really important that we, we praise when they have. And there's a lot of players that have come through recently, um, either from the youth team that have been directly um, been brought to the club from elsewhere, or obviously um, signings. Andrew is going to make us some money. Ben House is going to make us a fair amount of money, just just to name a couple. Rowan, even if he leaves um, this summer, we've offered him a contract with due compensation. He'll make us some money. Um, and we talk about the model, and you know you have to be flexible with the model. You know it can't just be every single player it has to be someone that you, you try and sign to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that we that, that do fit that profile, I would say you know, a lot of them are coming off. Um, so we've got to give praise where it's due. You know, it's easy to point fingers. It's more difficult to give praise. Um, so I think that's a really good shout. I'm actually going to go with Mark Kennedy. Okay. Um, because um, it's only really recently that there's been quite a lot of Mark Kennedy's Red White Army chants and everyone seems to be reasonably behind him. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Ben, there's been a little bit of change behind behind the uh, behind the scenes. He's had two assistant managers all see- this season. His you know, head of um, performance has, has moved on to passage new. He's been the one constant that's built this built, built the playing side of things. And mm-hmm. so I've been think we're all a fan of him now. We all think he's done a great job. Um, but I think as a season as a whole, I think he maybe he hasn't been given as much individual credit. You know, he's always the first to praise the players and the praise his backroom team. So I also think it's right to give him some credit. Um, you know, he never wants the limelight, I, I feel, and doesn't want to take it. So for me, I think Mark Candy's done a fantastic job this season. Um, one thing that really stands out to me, it, it's probably because, mainly because it's very opposite to Michael Appleton, really, in that um, I, I was a Michael fan. I really was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I backed him. But one thing did frustrate me, um, and it frustrated me not just in hindsight now, but even when he was the manager, which was his reluctance to change things when it wasn't working. Yeah. Um, now I know some people say that's kind of sticking to your principles, and and you've got to stick to your principles as a manager. But if you know if it ain't working, I feel like you've got to change it, and he just seemed reluctant to change it. Whereas Mark has been very open to change things when um, when certain certain things aren't working, whether it be in the season as a whole, changing from the open kind of aggressive four three three to then our, our back three system. Or even just in-game. And I think the prime example of that was, was against Shrewsbury on Saturday. You know, we were, we were in fairness, yep. getting getting battered by him. And then he made a, a tactical change. And it gave us a foothold in the game. And, and then we went on and, 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 and got the three points. And I think Mark's been, on the whole, he's got those kind of, those tactical calls right. And seeing those moments, yeah, we need to change it now. And he's felt comfortable doing that. And when a moment away at Exeter, I know we lost the game, but we actually played quite well. Sean Rowe made that, that mistake. 
Mm-hmm. Then he had a, a torrid next sort of 15, 20 minutes and, and Mark brought him off just to take him out of the limelight, just to yeah. take him out of that, take him out of the situation. I think just spotting those moments is really good management. And yeah, I don't think he always gets the credit he deserves. So for me, it's Mark Kennedy. Fair enough. No, I'd, I'd, I can't argue with that at all. Um, and to your point as well, I think Gary pointed it out at the time and, and has on a couple of occasions since that with Mark, it's um, he, he's almost got that almost got that Mourinho element to him that he, he's I think he's kind of keeping a little bit secret. But um, when he comes out and he will try and draw the fire away from the players, um, chipping him going back to that again, that was that was a moment that was that was really evident because he. He dropped that quote that was, you know, some people don't understand football or whatever it was at the time. And that drew a lot of attention and that kind of focused some of the fire over to him, um, which was uh, which was good because it took the heat off the players. But uh, Yeah, no, I can't disagree with you. Um, I've got some written down. I think player-wise, I, I agree with Charlie. I think um, had it not been for the last four or five weeks, I probably would have said last Sorensen. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he was, you know, solid throughout the season, and then obviously, you know, not not eight, nine out of ten every week, but you kind of uh, steady Eddie as a bit of a foreshadow to something that's coming later. Um, he, he, you know, kind of seven out of ten or so, um, with a few mistakes in him, but then he's he's obviously come on and, and he's done a lot better. Um, oh, bless you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Bless you, Chris. That's all right. That's all right. Um, yeah, you know, he's obviously had that, but over the past few weeks since he's made that switch over in position, he's he's been excellent. So, um, but in terms of the everything else around it, I think the recruitment team. Um, Gary put it up in his uh, on Twitter when he said Jez um, and said that he was donning his tin hat. Um, I I think Jez comes under a lot of stick for the, the transfers that go wrong, um, but very rarely gets a lot of credit when things go right. Um, and, you know, if it weren't for Jez, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have brought in Regan Poole. We wouldn't have brought in Ben House. We wouldn't have brought in Ethan Arahan. We wouldn't have brought in Danny Mandroyu. So I think, again, that's right to give the credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other one for me is is the SLO team. Um, they do an awful lot of work. Uh, on the match day, you know, you always see them about, you always see uh, Alan, you see Lindsay, uh, you see um, Heidi, who's the, the DLO, um, out and about. And I think that the work that they do to welcome new fans and to kind of ingratiate away fans as well is is second to none. Um, they put an awful lot of effort into things. And, um, you know, we've I've been beneficiary of, of some of the stuff that they've done before i know charlie you have the uh, the audio descriptive service yeah um which is superb um my father-in-law had to have that for one of the games as well and he he loved it he's not necessarily a football fan but last season he had that for a game that he came up for and, and watched and it was uh, it was fantastic so yeah the slo team oh, do good. a lot of work that sometimes doesn't necessarily go uh, get recognized um so there we go um and the last thing that we're, we're going to talk about, probably in depth, before we we do a little bit of a, a little bit of a tease before next week, um, who would we like to see more of, and or more from next season? So, kind of the same question, but asked slightly differently, and it, it can lead to different interpretations. Um, 
Chris, I'm going to start with you. Who do you want to see more of or more from next season? TJ Emma. Excellent shout. I think TJ has got all the attributes necessary to play in the right centre-back role. Mm -hmm. And now, I'll be honest, as much as Sean Rowan is, he's been offered a deal and he may well stay, <coughs> my gut instinct is he may leave. And we all want a left-footed centre-back. I think that the will be in for one. Um, but we've we've been built on a real solid foundation at the back this season, specifically in the back three, and I can't see us moving away from that. And I think TJ is just perfectly suited to that right centre-back role. And there has been a little bit of a change in that the back back three this season at times. We've had a real solid last few weeks, but um, there's no reason why he can't break into it. And I think if we cast our mind back to the season that he signed on loan, he had a great season, primarily at right-back, but also played at centre-back at times in a two. Um, and when we signed him on a permanent, it was a really big statement for the club. It was, you know, it was a really, you know, he was unveiled on the pitch, and it was, it was a big thing. And I think at times this season, he actually has looked more like that player that we that we thought he was. Um, I would just like to see it more often. I'd like to see him get more of a a chance in the team to actually be able to showcase that because I think it's a make or break season from TJ. Yeah. So. Um, I think he kind of fits both those questions really. Would I like to see more of him or more from him? It's kind of a, it's a bit a, of both, a, isn't a it? little bit of both, really. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I kind of picked him. I thought it wasn't necessarily the obvious answer as well, <laughs> um, but yeah, we saw that the back as it is. So I'm not saying like he needs to play to make us better, but I think just for him and for us yeah. to see to see his his real abilities, it would be if, we, if he plays to his potential, then we've got a, another high quality league one centre back, and he's still only young. Yeah. No, that's a superb shout. Um, I I was really struggling to see or to come up with somebody to, who I wanted to see more from um, because I think most of the pe most of the players that have been given the, their opportunity this season have taken it. Um, but in terms of players that I'd like to see more of, um, I'd really like to see more of, of Dylan Duffy and and uh, and, and uh, Makama. I think the fact that they've they've had cameos towards the end of the season. Um, you know, indicates that they're in, they're on the radar, and that they're kind of going to be involved in the first team squad going forward. Um, I think with a full preseason under the belts, um, I could probably see Dylan Duffy starting more games. You know, towards the start of the season next year, as opposed to just waiting for the end and and coming on and and being a bit of an impact sub or you know playing when it's not necessarily going to matter. Um, I think they could be real feathers in the caps for for the club. Um, going forward, but yeah, th th what you said about TJ makes sense to me completely. Um, Charlie, what about yourself? Well, first off, Joven definitely I agree with. Um, I think he always just looks he looks like he's got some real potential when he comes on. Looks a great player. He's a unit as well, isn't he? He really is, and and unbelievably quick for his. Um, mm. it, I think it was away at Charlton when we were two 0 down and we brought him on, and he he just gave us such good attacking impetus. Mm. I really wanted him. But the player I actually picked was Charles Vernon. And Another I don't know whether actually, yeah. he's even going to be here next season. I hope he is. I, a lot of people at the minute, well, I say a lot. There's kind of a 50-50 split, really, of people that want Shadipo to be signed on a permanent and people that well, don't. Um, to me, I feel like we've already got a slightly better option already in the squad in Charles Vernon. Okay. I, I know that's maybe a little bit out there, but just looking at the stats, so I think it was Chris mentioned on the podcast 
Um, Chris's but, eyes um, lit up then for I a know, second. <laughs> however many, however many weeks it was, um, that Charles Burnham has actually got the highest shot on target, shot to shot, or shot on target to shot percentage in the league, and he has retained that still um, at sixty-seven percent. Uh, so what, sixteen out of twenty-four of his shots have been shots on targets. Chidipo's only got a third in ten and thirty. But as a winger, I know that you maybe don't, don't need to use that. So bear in mind, what is it? Vernon's made, played 700 minutes for us. Shadipo's played 1,154, right? Vernon's made 52 crosses and Shadipo 19. Vernon's, okay, only drawn seven fouls while Shadipo's drawn 21. And I know that you can't exactly make a perfect comparison between what was the first half of the season and the second, because... Let's be honest, we haven't seen Vernon now for, I can't remember the last time we saw him. The last time I remember seeing him was Accrington away. May have seen him since. Um, but for, for me, he always seemed to change a game when he came on. He always seemed to want to run and do more and have shots and create chances. I feel like sometimes his decision-making was a little bit poor. Sometimes he just couldn't get it out of his feet. There was that one, uh, it was a home game, wasn't it, where he, he shot... And I think he kind of kicked the ground and missed basically a golden yeah, opportunity. Yeah. Um, and I guess you can you can sometimes just boil it down to confidence and playing time. You know, if you're playing well, that goal's going in. Goals ten times harder than that are going in. It's just the way it is. If you if you're in a bit of a bad run of form, things like that happen. Yeah, I I feel like there's so much more that he can show us, and I just I really really hope he gets given that opportunity. I don't want him to to basically have a sort of Hakeem Adelican situation where he goes out alone for a season and then we're looking to offload him, you know, something like that. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what we're doing to Adelican, I don't know. But that sort of situation, I really don't want that to happen. I feel like he can bring us something next year. Not as a starting player, but... As an there. option. Yeah. I think that's a really good shout. I think that's a really good shout. Yeah. Um, I agree with you in that he's, he's always seemed threatening. I think the question mm. we've always had over him was his final product. And yes. with Danny Manjuyu ever improving, Dylan Duffy mm. really impressing in those those two roles behind the 10, uh, behind the striker, sorry. Um, yeah, you, you can't see Charles Vermin starting in front of them. I, no. again, we, we all hope if he, if he goes on and plays... We've seen little flashes, haven't we? I think, like you say, yeah. when he has had opportunities, he's looked dangerous. Hasn't always made the right decision, but he's looked dangerous. I have a sneaking suspicion that he might not be a Lakers City player come the end of the transfer window. In a I, I very much agree with you. Yeah. I think it also depends on if we're moving more to the what some of us suspect as the three-five-two model rather yeah. than a three-four-three. Mm. Obviously, if that does happen, I don't see Charles Vernon having a place. Yeah. So. I think the, I think that. the thing as well is like it, obviously where he was playing, mm-hmm. um, he was, I mean you know for the for the first part of the season, kind of being overshadowed by Jack Diamond, and then the second part of the season, you know when Shadipo came in, mm. you're kind of thinking, are you going to play a, a lad that we've got from a you know from a Premier League side, or you know from a Championship side, you know who's going to go, who's going to play? Is it going to be them? And I did see a lot of people suggesting that um, like Diamond had a clause in his contract that said that he had to play for you know X number of games. It's like we've clarified this from you know with a number of sources within the club and publicly and privately they've just outright denied it and said if that is in a contract for a loan player we will simply not take that player. 
Like that, yeah, that's, exactly. That's exactly. The... No, no club will ever agree to that. It doesn't matter no. what club in the EFL you are. It doesn't matter who the player is. No, no manager is going to agree to that. If they're good enough, they'll play. It's as simple as that. But, yeah, um, I do have. So... I do think that Charles Dunham was unlucky not to get as many starts though when Diamond was on a bit of a sticky patch. Yeah, I think there was, a, there was a lot of discussion before 100%. Diamond left the club. You know, does he deserve to play? He's not been on great form. You know, he. There's been a few criticisms. Yeah. He doesn't pass often enough. He ran, went into blind alleys, etc., yes. etc. Et and um, I think we all just know that what he did at the start of the season, obviously off the pitch aside, at the start yeah. of the season um, on the pitch, he was he was a real threat. And yeah. uh, I suppose if you see that, you think, well, that's what he's got. In, he, that that's in there somewhere. Um, so I suppose as a manager, when you're oblivious to the off-field distractions, of course, mm-hmm. as as Mark was. Maybe he was thinking, well, yeah. we can just re- you know find that little spark somewhere. It, that's the difference between a, a loss and a draw, or a draw and a win. But I think Charles found himself very unlucky to be missed out out, out the side for for a number of weeks when when Jack probably undeservedly was playing. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Well, that's going to do it for the uh, the sort of main topics. Um, I think you know, as we discussed at the start, I think that the season as a whole has been. Fantastic. Um, when you, you know, when you look at it from the bigger picture, um, it goes back to you know what Liam said on the live podcast with us is, is you can look at the results, um, you can look at an individual result or an individual thing and say that it's terrible, but when you look at it overall, it's it's not too bad. It's, it's weather and climate. He said it was. Uh, it, it's a, an analogy that stuck with me because it's just really. You do good. love that one, don't you? It is really good though. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so next week we will be entering silly season. Um, you know, it's it's transfer. Oh, we're rumor already time. there. Well, we are. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the transfer rumor time. Um, you know, we'll hear every name under the sun from, you know, Mo Isa to Shadipo coming back, or you know, Tyler Walker, or anybody will be mentioned in conjunction with Lincoln City going forward. But um, yeah, we'll probably be talking next week. Uh, a little bit about the players that we suspect may not be Lincoln City players for much longer, um, or you know players that are potentially coming in. There was an interesting interview with uh, with I think it was with Jez on Radio Lincolnshire where he said that there looks like there will be some business early doors, which mm-hmm. is always nice to hear. Um, <laughs> Chris is celebrating <laughs> that one. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, check it out next week. Um, I'm not 100% sure who's on next week. It may be two, it may be three. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll probably discuss that at some point. But before then, we do have a very special podcast coming up uh, early doors next week. Um, there will be a chat with uh, somebody from Drahida. Um, Charlie's taken on the mantle for that one and we have a very special guest uh, Gary has teased it a couple of times on Twitter um, but we shall leave the reveal until the podcast comes out because uh, it's going to be a fun one um, and there'll be a competition relating to that as well so do keep your ears peeled and when it comes up retweet it and all the rest of it because uh, yeah it was it was an experience that one um, which which I'm not going to forget in a hurry. Um, yep, it's definitely worth looking out for, people. Keep an eye out for that. Absolutely. So that is going to do us for this week's episode of the Stacey West podcast. Um, I don't think... Oh, no, there is something else that we need to mention <laughs> because this is coming out on Saturday. Well, either Friday night or Saturday, depending how busy I get on Friday. But go on, Chris, do your plug. 
got a cup final, ladies and gentlemen, for the 100th time I've mentioned it. Um, Rugby FC versus Bootham United, 2.30 on Sunday, the 14th of May. Um, come and support us or hurl abuse at me, whatever you want. But it'd be great to get uh, as many people there as possible. Payback time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, um, it's, a, it's a really big day. For Where us. is it, Chris? Oh, so it's at uh, Central Bank, the LNER Stadium. How'd you get there, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. So just before we came on, I was late to record the podcast this evening because um, a couple of lads in uh, on my team had to ask where the LNER Stadium was. I was mortified um, that a couple of them didn't know. But yes, I do hope they've been dropped from the squad. (laughs) So, in all seriousness, you know what? We've got 28 lads signed on. Obviously, you can only name a squad of 16 for Sunday League. It's genuinely the hardest decision I've ever had to make running that football club is is leaving lads out who I like, who have been good servants Mm. to the club and appeared quite a lot this season. It was horrible. Um, But they'll be there in the stands. um, It'll be a really big day for our little football club. So, if any of you have got a couple of hours spare on Sunday afternoon, it would be uh, fantastic to come and to come and support us, or just to come and have a watch and support local grassroots football. Um, entry is via the back of the SRP stand, the 200 Club. It's cash only to get in. It's seven quid um, for adults, three quid for under fives and concession. So for concessions, sorry, and under fives are free. Um, but it's not about us. It's about Lincoln City. We've had a fantastic season. So I suppose all that is left to say. Up the oh, you're stealing my lines, are you now? God damn it, Chris. <laughs> oh, I'm so pleased about that. Up the imps. Up the imps. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 90th minute, and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.